your kids to do one thing, it's it's not good. Right. That makes sense. But the repet- I never thought about the re- mm-hmm. repetitive um, motion. Yeah, like for like sense. for like the hockey stars, you know, the, you read about their stories and they say, yeah, as soon as the sun came out, we fucking hung up our my dad put our skates away. And we went and played baseball. We got on the fucking grass because hmm. we had to get out of the ice, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, they live in Canada where it snows nine months a year or whatever. Right. They they swam and they played baseball or soccer or whatever. And uh, it's good for them to, to do that. And for him being athletic like that, it's going to help him doing whatever he does. The more he does, the better he'll be. Because I always yeah. trip out, like, you know, I'll see skateboarders, because Maggie goes, I take her very occasionally, and she, doesn't, about that, she yeah. doesn't skate, she likes to take her scooter over to, to uh, the one on, um, you know, by Brea, Yeah. the one off by Guitar Center over there. Oh, uh, yeah, that's Brea Skateboard. Yeah, yeah. and... Um, right by the Senior Center. Yeah, and, um, you know, I trip out when, you, when I see the skateboarders, mm-hmm. you know, because they all look like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. They do. Like, they're all skinny, and they're doing that shit in jeans, you know, like, you know, the 20-year-olds, or the yeah. teen, the teen yeah. 20-year-old. You know, it was like how we were, like, you know, we didn't have gear, it was like Levi's and yeah. T-shirts, and those fuckers are doing all that crazy shit. Yeah, I know. Well, that's their culture. I mean, they look at magazines, and they watch videos, and the people that they look up to, that's the way they dress. There's no right. uniform, you know. Right, but what I'm saying is they don't look like your stereotypical. They don't. They're not like. They don't look like an athlete. Oh, know? right. They're just like these, you know, guys that do, do these amazing things on skateboards. You know? Yeah, it's true. But yet, if you skate at all, it takes so much leg strength and it. Oh yeah, dude, they're studs, man. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but that is true. I never thought about that. This is really nice right here. The green belt by your house is a little more, um, uh, I don't know. Well, that one's a long walk. You can walk way down yeah, there. Because yeah. it goes all the way to, uh, what's the street? The church at the end of it? And yeah, it, it, it's kind of weird because you have to like park in the housing track. Or, you know, and then you, you can walk. And, and it's like, I think there's actually a big bike, a lot of, um, I think there's a bike trail that people go on okay. back there. So you can walk. And then ride bikes or some shit. I think we took the kids there when they were real little. Or mm. it might have just been Gabby. It's like a shortcut, you know, like when you get off the freeway at, uh, what is it, Your Belinda Boulevard? Yeah, that's Your Belinda, and I think that's uh, that's State College. Yeah, so instead of going to State College, you keep going straight, right? Yeah, and you end up in the houses. Go, yeah, a little neighborhood thing. So this is about art. Mm-hmm. So, But, you know, it doesn't have to be just about that. Um... You've heard a few of them, right? You heard at least bits and pieces of Michael Weber's. Mm-hmm. I love that. Michael Weber's? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's great. I've used some of those things I've learned in there, you know, in his, <laughs> in my life. And I quoted him on, I think, Apollo's podcast a couple of days ago. And Apollo. Yeah, I, start, I started listening to that one. Apollo's. Yeah. yeah. Look at that racquetball over there. That's something that you don't see... That used to be such a common sport, and now you don't yep. see a lot of. You know, actually, here in Fulton, you do see a few racquetball places, but you don't see that. Well, we used to elsewhere. see those people play that shit all the time when we were younger, right? Right, that was a huge thing, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, there was racquetball courts where you could you could um, put quarters into a machine. And there are dark rooms. And you'd... Yes, remember that? Yeah. 
dedicated players. And that always reminds me, anytime I see that or think when I see this, it, it, I think of the, you know, the stereotypical New York movies where you know it's always the rich guys you know making the deal inside the... That's what I'm wondering the, about that It's sport. like a Woody Allen or whatever. It's like right. He's trapped inside the... Somebody's trying to play him and, and he's getting smacked around. You know, <laughs> or it's Alec Baldwin or something. You know, in a, it's that New York thing. You know, it's generally <laughs> a, a professional, right? A white collar, not a blue collar. Isn't that sort of racquetball? Yeah, and it's usually one guy. You know, winning uh, very severely over the next. <laughs> so there's some kind of bamboozle going on. <laughs> so I was going to bring this picture. Let me see if I could find it. Show it to you. The uh, reading glasses. Let's see, it might be easier to find on Instagram. Yeah. Let's see. Is this the case or that thing? Does this fit in there? That one holds the little um, microphones. Oh. Yeah. This looks like a scuba case. It scuba is waterproof. Diving. Yeah. Like up to a certain amount of uh, feet. Mm-hmm. So this, the picture of uh, near the end, any of those pictures, that that one, mm -hmm. that one, oh that one. You know, what do you think when you see that Polaroid? Those Polaroids of one of Matt Stocks. Well, the, the I remember you uh, taking pictures all the time back then. Yeah. Polaroids are weird because they were. Uh, for me, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a photographer or anything, but. Uh -huh. They almost seem different from prints, like negative prints, like because you know it spit out of the camera. It was kind of, right. it was fun because it was kind of you know instant gratification. But there's something about those. They're almost like, uh, um, what's the word? It's not like when you hear Native Americans don't like their picture taken because okay. they feel that you're, oh they're stealing, you're stealing, you're stealing the soul. This, yeah. So when you see a Polaroid, it's almost like a. It's like you just got raped because you know really? someone took a picture of you and it just spit out of this little camera thing and That's it's like it's like right there you know. Is it, so as, would that be would this be a Polaroid too in that sense? Same sense? Instant? I don't think so. I, I think I think it's because of the texture of the <coughs> it had that big white that big white frame on the bottom. Yep. You know, and you, and you had to like you had to wave it. Yep. To make it dry a little bit and you okay. didn't want to smudge it. Right. I don't know. There's, I I think maybe it's, it was a lesser quality perhaps. I don't know. But so that somehow. That the way it looks made you yeah. feel yeah yeah like, like when you look at it when you you look at a Polaroid yeah. it's it's it, it doesn't look like a a print like a, a negative print like it's almost like somebody had to or if you go to a museum where you see a picture that moves you or something whatever you know it, mm -hmm. I don't think a Polaroid does that mm -hmm. for some reason I mean it can you know I mean it's fun to see a memory yeah and so that's fun. But I don't think it's as uh, well, you know artistic as another photo. But but I'm interested in how that you you said something just a second ago about how it something a little bit negative about it like that. Yeah, it, was, it, it seems cheap. Like it's, cheap. Okay. It seems uh, 
I don't know. It, it, it doesn't seem as moving to me. Like, okay. It's cool to see a picture like, oh, wow, I remember that. Okay. Right? So it's not as good a picture you think? Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, okay. I mean, maybe that's, I don't know, because it came spitting out of the camera, it seemed cheap. I don't know. Or maybe the quality of it. Because yeah, like the, the texture of it. I mean, whatever uh -huh. that may be. I, I uh -huh. don't know, you know how you have different, what do you call them, photo finishes or mm -hmm. mats or whatever. Right, yeah. Whatever the, the, whatever the paper they use, yeah. maybe, maybe that's what's offensive to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Because I really like that, that it's offensive. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, it, it seems like a, it's offensive. something bad just happened, you know. That's what I'm trying to focus <laughs> in on, that. I like that. So, so it's tawdry somehow? It's somehow yeah, it's, uh, I don't, it's almost like a, it's a like violation a of violation. sorts. But that's what... That's what Trying to figure out That's in a fun way, right? No, I know, like, like I know. In, in a fun way. But I'm wondering if it's because of the basically film. You know, different films have different sets of colors to make a person. Yeah, like you know how some people like color versus black and white, or mm -hmm. you know, people can argue till the till the earth ends on which is more effective uh -huh. or, or haunting or whatever. Uh -huh. That's all whatever's opinion, you know. Right. Um, but I don't think like polar. Like I have tons of those. You do of us, yeah, Polaroids from friends and stuff, and and it's great to have those memories. But they look different. They're somehow. not as moving when to you... me as like when I see a beautiful photo, or mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like you take a picture of your kid, you capture that moment or whatever. The unposed capture, which yeah. to me is you know, uh, that's more art artsy to me. Okay. When you, when you say hey smile, mm -hmm. and you take a picture of all of us. Uh huh. Um, that's more of a, a, to me, a snapshot in time memory. Whereas, if you're talking about art, again, I'm not a photographer, but mm -hmm. you know, when you when you do that, you know, the kid looking down or, or the, you know what I'm saying? So candid, where, where, more so, candid. Yeah, where somebody's not aware you're taking a photo yes. of them. Yeah. Like if you know you go downtown, you take pictures of the the guy laying in the corner, or someone just walking by. Yep. To me, it, it, because they they don't. It's more of a a view of the world rather than, hey, let's all pose and, oh, move your head a little bit. So the social mask? Yeah. I mean, you cheese your social <laughs> yeah. mask. That's, like, that's what you want people to think. Yeah, because that's not what we really look like. But uh, but still, that doesn't speak to the Polaroid thing. That's pretty neat that the Polaroid somehow is, um, the, I like how you, there's a negativeness to it, some kind of a sort of Yeah, that's, thing. I mean, when you ask me, when I look at those pictures, like, you know, that little thing you just showed me of yeah. flipping through, Yeah. you see the prints and they're like, all of, all of a sudden, it's like the cheap hooker shows up with the so something. With the so that, that's what I really love about it. It's so almost like sneezy, you know? Okay, you that's know what interesting. Like, I feel, I feel it's, that's very interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the difference between, say, going into uh, the old bookstores when they used to have them. Like <laughs> when you used to walk into a, what do you call them? Borders or a, okay. or a, something like that. Or yeah. you're going into like a Hollywood adult bookstore. Okay, so Borders is like a regular print, and yeah. like a cheap. The other one's kind of kind of sleazy. Of books yeah, is like a okay. Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, I love that. I'm gonna have to really look at those again. Like I will have to look at that as a. Um, it's because I think that's interesting because like basically, in, you know, when you talk about color and black and white, just within color, mm -hmm. you know, like um, color is not just color. Like depending on what kind of film you put in your camera back in the day, like I was saying this a few seconds ago, it gives you a certain set of colors to represent green. Or the color of our skin. Right. Uh, Kodak makes people's skin look a certain color, and Fuji makes people's skin look another. Right. And then so um, Polaroid film also has its own set of right, like uh, a palette when it when it when it makes things. So somehow I love how that palette. But, uh, but Polaroid also had print cameras too, right? Did they? 
I don't, I don't know. know. I'm, I'm asking sure. you. Did Polaroid? That's all. Polaroid only made the Instamatics. I thought they were only instant shots. Oh, okay. I, thought, I, I could be wrong, but um, but I love how that that something about that image, whether it's the 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 colors or like you said, the paper it's printed on, or um, maybe the resolution, because you're looking through a plastic lens. Yeah. You know, instead of a glass lens, something about it is cheap, and you said even possibly a little, a little uh, sleazy. I mean, because that's a hard thing for a photographer to do. Like, say, if you hired me to shoot a sleazy picture of a person for an ad for shoes. Yeah, use an Instamatic. You're done. Right? You're, you're hired. <laughs> I love that. Could it be that um, also that Polaroids were used to take pictures that where the subject matter was sex. You know, like the back in the day, before your cell phones and before videotape cameras, if you were having sex and you wanted to take a picture of your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever, that, you know, you didn't want to do that on your little... I don't think that necessarily has to do because no. I, I'm sure people took pictures with other cameras. On, but how would you develop them? Like if you weren't somebody that knew. Oh how to yeah, if you're if you're perving out and didn't want to get in trouble from the guy at the photo well, booth. Like, they wouldn't. Maybe I don't think if you went to like I used to get my film developed at Kmart. You know I don't think right. they, they would even. They might. I, I, I don't. I could be wrong. Maybe it's just a, a big machine and they didn't even see them. But I don't think you would. I think after a while they'd be like, hey, there's too many naked pictures. Right. But I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't. <laughs> I love that. What a great. Uh, <laughs> Observation. Well, that's a. Um, I just, I actually just showed it to you because of how much time has gone by that we've known each other. You know. Yeah, it, it's. That's uh, sort of where our art started. Sort of. Right. Our, our, our combined art. Yeah. You know. It's almost forty. It's not quite forty years. I don't think. It's it's getting pretty close. What year did I meet you? You were ninth. It was it was it was eighty. It was either 79 or 80. I think it was the summer of 80. It was the summer of 80 when, you okay. know. So, yeah, Bandcamp, uh, August 80, whenever Bandcamp started. And you're right, that's right. So, yeah, it was 1980, so. Right. What is that, 38 years? Yeah, right. So, 2020 would be um, 40 years. Yeah, it's getting pretty darn close. <laughs> <laughs> Redonkulous. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's when we started all that nonsense, you know. <laughs> playing and, drums. And boy, did we. Have were a lot you of Were you playing guitar when I met you? I started playing. I think I might have just started. Might have just started because I was still, you know, marching in the in the marching band. Because you were at La Palma marching. Yep. yep, I marched at La Palma. Junior high. Junior high, seventh and eighth grade, and then we went to. Uh, that's when they changed, and they went to four-year high schools, and we were the first ninth. I was the first ninth grade class. And that upset you, if I remember correctly. Well, you just felt like you got gypped because, you know, you, you couldn't be Greg Brady, a big man on campus. We, we went from getting our ass kicked in eighth grade straight to high school. Getting your ass kicked. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't get to throw the, uh, we didn't get our glory ninth grade year of putting the little kids in the trash cans. You know, we went straight from 
trash can to trash can at the by the big green rock at the Kennedy. So you were robbed of your senior year, basically, <laughs> yeah. in junior high. Yeah, yeah we. Uh, yeah. We went from being you know the little kids to the little kids. Was Even, there something ritualistic that was you were looking forward to? No, I don't. No. I I don't think it was that big of a deal, honestly. But you know, for me, I think it was probably. I remember uh, it affecting my brother because he was in ninth grade, and he thought he was going to get away from me. You know, and get to go to a different school. <laughs> I never thought about yeah, that. Yeah, so when Jeff went to 10th, I was followed right <laughs> along. Right there. And yeah, so he was fucked. I thought he'd have one year. Yeah, I, I think it affected you older kids more than it did oh, us. That's, I never thought about that. Because you're like, what are these little kids doing here? Because uh-huh. I can imagine, you know, if you're if you're a senior, and you have never seen that group of kids before, that's you, true. You know, that that's a big in kid years. You know, 14 to 18 is a big jump. That's Thir- true. 13 to or whatever. Yeah. That's a you know you're talking. You so guys I, look very young. Yeah, yeah. so I, I think it probably, you know, pissed you older guys off worse than us. It didn't make, it didn't make me mad, but it was strange. Yeah. It was definitely strange to me. You guys looked like you should have been in elementary school. Yeah. We, we even were, though we had just looked like that a few years previously. Yeah, we, we all looked that way. We just yeah. thought we looked bigger. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, and then, like, at that time, you know, was, was there any music that you were... What kind of guitar did you have? What kind of music were you listening to? Um, well, the what did ma- your mom and dad listen to? My mom is my mom was total pop, or uh, what do you call it, top forty. So she listened to whatever was on the radio. Popular music. And my dad, I remember, was heavily into like Johnny Cash and Neil Diamond. Those were oh, like his, his I biggies. I didn't know that about your dad. Yeah, so love song uh-huh. Neil Diamond. Uh, oh, and Barry White, dude. You know, you want to. Uh, you want to get what was the Baba used to say? You want to get talked down by Barry White? You're in you're in big trouble. You was like when the lights go down and the, the Barry White fires up. So Flash was in the Barry White. Yeah, Barry, Barry White, and uh, and I remember um, Neil Diamond big time too. Where my mom was everything. It was like anything from Elton John to Rod Stewart to you know, and even the older stylistics, mm-hmm. Creedence. I mean anything pop. I mean my mom was just top forty everything. So. Um, that was a then. wider palette. Yeah, my mom had every record where um, the Flash was more uh, just a few. Yeah, and then my brother and I, of course, you know, we had every Kiss record they ever made. So you're a huge Kiss fan. And we had, uh, and it was a classic rock. You know, it was Queen and um, Aerosmith, and I liked Foreigner a lot. I used to like the the singer for Foreigner. Mm, yeah. And uh, and then that that was the rock stuff. And then right when ninth grade started, uh, we'd go to our cousins in the Heights. Hacienda, they went to Los Altos High in Hacienda Heights. Yeah. And they were a little well. One of them was my brother's age, but then there was older cousins. Yeah. And they listened to all at the time. It was new. They were into <clears throat> everything new. So okay. you're talking Elvis Costello, Devo, Joe Jackson, Iggy Pop. I mean, all that cool like. We, we called it New Wave, yeah. which it, I don't think it was, to be honest, but uh-huh. uh, they had all those records, and so, and the police, that was it, you know, that was, I got the first police record when it first came out, so that was late 79. Which was I, the first police record? That was Outlandos. Outlandos Dallas. Yeah, this is a big argument. Outlandos, Diamore, and Regatta de Blanc, they, they're both dated 1979. Okay. But Regatta, I, I'm sorry, uh, Outlandos was first. It was. That's the one that has Roxanne on it. 
Right, and next to you and all that. Yes, that's the first record. Seemed like more hits on Outlandish. Yes, because the next record, the only song anybody liked was uh, Walking on the Moon. I thought there was another. I thought there was the other one on there too. Oh, that has a message in the bottle too. But Outlandless is the one. That's the record to me. I mean, I think that's still one of the best records ever fucking made. Like every cut, wouldn't you say? Yes, every song except "Be My Girl," which was stupid, is is just phenomenal. What do you think they did? "Be My Girl." Where do you think that came from? I think they were just being goof off, jack offs. I mean, that's the one where they talk through it. I think it's Andy Summers. Oh right, it's like a. It's almost a Zappa thing. We have yeah, a dialogue. Yeah, it, it's kind of quirky. It's not uh-huh. really even a song. It's. But isn't it sort of a fifties? Uh, was it a fifties? No. What it is, it sounds like uh, it's narrated, and you, I and, you, that. and you hear like little like classical piano motifs. Yeah, right. It's kind of like Mister Roger ish, you know, okay. telling the story. No, I remember right. And then there's like the creepy. Yeah, he's a creepy guy that buy. Yeah. I think I think he buys a, a rubber doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I be my girl. Yeah. So funny, they're trying to be so funny. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, just whatever. They were, to them, I'm sure they were having fun or being sarcastic, but you, you, you didn't hear that on the radio. No, uh, no one didn't make it. But most of those songs did. Oh, yeah, I mean, every song on that record is great, I think, you know. What do you think it was about the police? Because that's one thing we, you and I had in common. What do you think it was about that band that was so uh, good? Well... I don't really know. I mean, I mean, obviously, from the drumming standpoint, Stewart played. You know, he reversed your rock backbeat or something like that, and. Well, he played a rock beat on two and four, but he syncopated. But everything. he dis yeah, displaced everything. Yeah, and, he syncopated everything. And then, of course, the high voice would sting. Please, you know, I loved all the high voices. You know, Geddy Lee and Freddie Mercury and Robert Plant. I mean, everyone, everyone is saying high in the seventies. Right, that was the style, wasn't it? Yeah, everyone sang high. Foreigner was high, a high mm-hmm. voice. Yeah. Sticks. Sticks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leo Sayre, for Christ's sake. Leo sakes. Sayre. Did you ever hear Leo Sayre back in the day? Yeah. You did. My Your mom, mom, had, my mom had all those records. You make me feel like dancing. Yep. We had them all, man. That's killer. So you had a good variety of music that you were exposed to when you were a kid. And then, of course, we loved the clean, the clean guitar on uh, Andy Summers, too, you know. Okay. I mean, we. I, I don't know. I think that they were such a great band because of this you know <laughs> until we had to unfortunately see Andy Summers play at NAM and he tried to play <laughs> fucking jazz I, I still can't get that out of my head that hurts your feelings oh, yeah that, that's like devastated me for life <laughs> scarred you <laughs> yeah it's like please get off the stage you know well, at least he loved jazz. So you know, to, now looking back to answer your question, may, what made him so unique is I think he was a, I think he was a wannabe jazzer that got stuck in a rock band. Okay. You know, so and so in a way, you know, Andy wasn't playing like rock guitar because he he wasn't. That's I mean, true. I mean, he's trying to be a jazz. You know, he's trying to be a jazzer. I mean, Jesus Christ, we just had to see that shit. Did you have a? Because um, we're talking about a time period of music which was like the lead guitar days. In the police collection, was there a certain song that you liked a certain lead? And I know that they didn't do a lead. Right, he didn't. He didn't play a lot of lead. Yeah, really. But there's a few that there's one that I could think of which I like, which was um, what was it? Yeah, that was that came later. That what you're thinking of? Driven to tears. Driven to tears. That's a really and again, you know, that's a very unorthodox lead, right? Guitar. Yeah, he's playing like he's playing trying to play jazz. I mean. He's, was it just that, or was he also wasn't he doing a, um, 
sounds too, like a Van Halen. Well, sort he of... he he was, I think he was the predecessor to the Edge. What is that? Oh, oh you too. Yes, because yeah. you're right. Andy Summers was very uh, effect centric. Yeah. Yes. Kinda absolutely. Neat. Yeah. He played a lot of ambient stuff. And yeah. So yeah, for sure. I mean, different than you, like the shredders we used to. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, the Edge has to be an Andy Summers fan. He fucking has to be. I don't know the guy, but if I ever asked him, you know, he might be an influence on some. Most certainly. Right. And you did you ever get to see the police? I saw them later. I saw them in recent years when they were, you know, when they were all old. They did the reunion thing. It was so all of them. The three of them. <clears throat> yeah, That's St cool. Sting actually came and, you know, did a That's cool. He uh he, how, gra how was he, it? he graced everyone with his presence, you know. <laughs> But no, it, it was. I would have loved to seen him in the '70s. I mean, you know, what do you think would be different? Like, if you, what would you? If well, you, I think it, I would have. I, let's just say I would have liked to seen them in their heyday when they were still young men. You so know? they weren't really what temples were down or voice wasn't high enough or. No, I, it sounded good. Uh huh. I think it sounded pretty good still. Did but Copeland have that intensity? Cause, no. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and you know, in summers. It's physical. Yeah, and summers was not playing. But again, I've not ever seen them live in the right. beginning. That, yeah, Maybe he sucked to. live too. I don't know. Right. But, um, <laughs> just I don't want to ever have to think of him playing, you know, flat nines ever again with uh, Stanley Jordan on bass. I remember seeing. Um Maybe it was a video of like the Synchronicity tour, and there's like some live stuff. Maybe they're at Dodger Stadium or something. Mm. Maybe just one tune. And I was a little disappointed. Yeah, I didn't see that stuff. Yeah, okay. that was... I, I wasn't there though. I mean, I just saw it like on right on video, like on MTV or something like that. And I was a little disappointed. Like, it's kind of bummed that it wasn't as like tight. Well, and the thing is, Outlandos, that record sound-wise, it's very raw. Like, it sounds yes. like they fucking record. It sounds like they recorded in their neighbor's basement, you know? Right. And I think maybe that's why we like it so much. I mean, mm. it's so, like, real. It's almost like uh, like our old cassette recordings, you know, where... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it was professionally done, obviously, but it's it's not glossed over in any way. I mean, it, it's it's like, this is what we sound like. Right. Maybe that draws you in. Like, maybe that... Because I know that's the other thing I could say about that band is that I seem to have a harder. I like them all the way through all their records, but when I listen back now, like you just said, Outlandis is the one that I still listen to. And I feel like the slicker they got, both as songwriters and as production, that it did become less interesting. I, I think you know. Right. Like if you listen to like uh, Spirit, what is it called? The uh, the black record with the red. Yeah, that's. Um... Ghost in the Machine. Ghost in the Machine. Like, it's very um, clean sounding and fidelity-wise, it's way better than Outlandis, but everything about it was so slick. You know, the songwriting, the... And also, I, would, I felt like some of their songs thematically sort of came back on almost every record. Like, like um, Synchronicity, Walking on the Moon. I think some of those songs, I'm not sure which ones are after, I'd have to go back and listen. But I think some of the songs sounded like, oh, this sounds just like that same song in the previous record. <laughs> well, I think they actually did a couple of theme things, or they yeah. they might have done that on purpose. It okay. might have been a part one, part two thing. Okay. I don't know, because I really didn't get into, I mean, I, that first record, I was all in. And it, I mean, even the second record, I, you know, aside from, I mean, Message always being a great song that everyone loves, or I love. Um, 
but I don't. Rem I can't name the other six songs on that record. You I know? was going to say, is there anything? But Outlandos. I mean, th th we can do the whole thing right now. It's great. Yeah, you can just sit here and listen to it. We get bored. Yeah. And then after that, it was uh, the third record. That's the MTV era. That's when videos came out, and that's Don't Stand Close to Me and Yep. Canary in a coal mine and those and Zenyatta Mandata. Yeah, that's Zenyatta, and the, and that, I think that was the beginning of the end right there. That's when they all, it started just being almost too good, like you said, kind of slick, just too, too form, you know, just too good. It was too polished and yeah. whatever. Yeah. I mean, they're they're still poppy hit songs, but because Sting wrote them all, so yeah. it all sounds like that. But that's true. There's something about that first record, man. Yeah. Those songs were just so great. I think I own every one of their CDs. I've never ever pulled out any of them except for the first one. Yeah, yeah that's the that's the one I listened. Yeah, it, that's that's the one. So then, what else for you was you know, as you're playing guitar and at that point when you're listening to the police, you know, were you writing any of your own music or playing with friends or? Well, the, for me, and the Wall was huge. Okay. Pink Floyd. I mean, dude, the Wall had just come out. 79 too. I mean that was such a great year. Atlantis, the wall. Um I think that was that was I think that was that was the spirit of radio rush. Right. That that was permanent waves. I mean that summer was like holy shit, you know. Mm -hmm. The level of the, the, just the songs that came out. Yeah. I think and Ozzy was short out, you know, Blizzard of Oz was shortly after that, maybe. That might have been a little bit later. But uh so the wall was a huge influence for me. I mean just Sir David being the you know the the influence of all time I think for me the guitar stuff right? yeah just right. Pink Floyd and then, and I think songwriting from listening to the Wall like because that's a story that whole thing did he write that or wasn't it um, Roger no I'm saying for influence okay me being influenced to start trying to write songs was you know from the Wall for sure that got you kind of yeah and and then Rush you know Rush had a lot of lengthy you know. 20-minute songs, and they mm -hmm. were story-oriented, and, mm -hmm. you know, I got into Hemispheres, and uh, Hemispheres was like the Rush album for me, uh -huh. and that was a little bit older, I mean, it, it, it was an older record when I, I got turned on to it, but it was about that time, okay. eighth, ninth grade, mm -hmm. and I think Hemispheres came out in 77, but it was, for me, that's, that's the one, and then, so, there went that uh, lifelong obsession with uh, Rush, right, and so that was all through high school. It was basically the Police, Pink Floyd, and Rush. Right, those are my, those. That's the Holy Grail right there, you know. So was there um, a, uh, uh, what's the word for this? Like a, uh, you know, in high school it's very clicky, and you know, it's, you're not cool if you listen to I don't know. Um, well, for me, that band was the Police because, okay, you know, where I had come from. And my friend, we were, we were, you know, quote unquote, rockers. So I was secretly listening to the police at home. <laughs> <laughs> so couldn't, you couldn't whip that out? Yeah, I didn't whip out rocks. Yeah, yeah, when, when, you were, uh, when you're at the Conan's house, you know, uh -huh. passing, you know, the hoot around, uh -huh. you're not breaking out the police and Roxanne, you know. Uh -huh. it, it's, uh, People it, look at you Yeah, funny. it's Zeppelin and Judas Priest all uh -huh. the way. So heavier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't. It was smoke on the water, literally. It, it, you didn't break out a message in a bottle. But was there anything beyond that? Was there anything like even more poppy, even more like Hendrix? You know, he loved super. Yeah, yeah. Bubblegummy pop sure, stuff. Yeah. You know, 
and everybody has their little secret, you know, like, I'm trying to think what I liked back in high school that I would never would Well, I remember when Cyndi Lauper came out. I love Cyndi Lauper. Uh-huh. And so was that was... a certain song that you liked, or...? Well, just that whole record. I mean, yeah. you know, She's so gr- unusual. girls want to have fun, yeah. yeah. And First Night Without You and all that, you know, which I think is a Roy Orbison song, uh-huh. I believe. Okay. I mean, we played that once, I think. Yeah. To, to everyone's horror, we played that once. Sorry, people. And, uh... Yeah, but I so that would be one that I would uh, definitely not listen to around. Uh, right, you know, to, to even turn it low at the get house. Get my ass kicked listening to that. Uh-huh. But you know, how about maybe, further? Was there anything further? Well, not. I don't think anything further that might have been new, but uh, but still listening to, you know, the Carpenters and you know shit. That there you go. There's you, Carpenters. Shit then. that you knew as a there child. There's disco. There's the Bee Gees. The Bee Gees. Yeah, Saturday Night Fever. Uh-huh. You know, that was a great. Some of those shit. groups were kind of. Oh yeah, dude. We know. had that. Right. We had them all, man. There was Michael Jackson back then. I didn't. We. My mom and dad didn't have the Jackson. I, I don't. We didn't have. Off the wall. Any of that stuff. You know, she had like Al Green and. Um, and I could say some of them. Oh, yeah, Al Green. Yeah, right? she had Al Green oh, record, my mom. Really she had stuff. all that stuff, but not Jackson, not the Jackson okay. 5. I mean, we heard He was it. solo by then. He was off the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had, I mean, we were, I remember Jackson 5, you know, from when we were kids. Little kids, but, yeah. Um, but, no, I, I wasn't into Michael Jackson like that. I, that was You didn't have a little secret Michael no, Jackson listening no, session. No, I wish, knowing, now knowing who was up, played on all those records. Uh-huh. Well, that was Toto and all those guys. Yeah. But he always had just the best musicians everywhere. Right. Um.